as a company, we have to focus. We need to find the right niche, the right, the right place for us to, uh, to make the, the biggest impact, uh, the, you know, a, a no-brainer thing that uh, we need that kind of a solution, and it has to be big enough. Welcome to 20-Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley in partnership with Leumi Tech, sponsored by Hippo Insurance, Opwest Labs, Turing, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, and in media partnership with C-Tech. Welcome to another episode of 20-Minute Leaders. I'm being joined today by Michael Shoham, the CEO of Radix. Michael brings with him more than 20 years of experience in business development and deep understanding of technology. He is passionate about technology, sport, music, and art, especially woodcraft and clay sculpture. Michael holds a BSc from Bar-Line University and an MBA from Derby University. He is a loving husband, married to Michal, a psychotherapist, and a proud father of four daughters. Michael Shoham, welcome to 20-Minute Leaders. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for uh, having me here. Uh, thank you for coming. I know how busy you are, and, and I really appreciate it. Uh, and we're going to talk about both your own journey, but also device management and what you've been doing with Radix Technologies now as the CEO. You've held multiple positions, uh, coming more from a technical background, also with uh, a Bachelor's of Science and an MBA. And uh, now you're, you're leading the vision for Radix Technologies. Now, when I say device management, there's a lot of ways to interpret that. What, what do I mean when I say device management in the context of Radix? Right, it's a great question because, uh, you know, this is a, a huge topic. It uh, comes from, um, well, it, it caters for everything from uh, the, the little sensor on the, on the light bulb uh, all the way to uh, um, managing um, powerful computers. But what we, uh, when we're talking about device management, we're talking mainly about uh, single purpose devices, devices that are used for a specific mission. Um, and usually are uh, Android-driven. Uh, we, um, we've noticed that for the past around a decade, um, things have been shifted from uh, Linux-based single-purpose devices to uh, uh, tried a little bit of Windows, and then um, the majority of them today are Android. And this is what we focus on. We focus on managing any type of Android device, any type of form factor. It could be a VR device, a tablet, a phone, um, you know, even your point of sale or mobile mobile point of sale that is uh, Android driven today, and this is what we focus on. So, so what is the management piece of it that you're when you're saying you're managing, you know, you're attempting to manage Android devices, and you're talking a little bit about the the transition in the market? What what does that actually mean, management? Well, it depends on who you're asking. Who is the who is the one that is actually holding the device in hand, and who is the one that is on the other side of the world? So. Uh, our solution is a, um, a cloud-based SaaS solution. We deliver um, value for the entire life cycle of, of the device. Anyone that is in charge of staging the device, controlling it uh, in on a day-to-day -day, um, uh, cycle of uh, software, app, uh, software updates and applications, uh, security patches, and, and that sort of thing, um, all the way to um, the customer support and customer uh, care uh, personnel that have uh, their own tools and their own insights from our platform, anything from uh, remote remote control, remote assistance, uh, and all the way to top management that gets uh, insights and uh, AI-driven uh, insights uh, from uh, device usage, customer journey, the way that they're using the device itself, 
uh, and also alerting about uh, things that can go wrong or did go wrong and uh, um, some suggestions on how to fix it or even automation on how to fix it. So everything um, is taken care of uh, in uh, one single point of uh, uh, central management uh, cloud-based platform. That That's what we do. So I think what would be very helpful for me is if we can even go back and a little bit higher and talk about more higher level. What what, is, what happened to the world where we, we reached a stage where people are building their they they have devices and they're leveraging uh, you know well known operating systems and they need you know there is a gap in the market where they need assistance to be able to manage them whether it be updates security patches insights etc. Right. So I'll split the world into two. Uh, one is the enterprise, the, the day-to-day enterprise business, and there are plenty of tools for that. Uh, there are solutions for uh, keeping your Windows and Macs and, and iPads updated, uh, security patches, uh, assistance policies, and all that. This is uh, the IT uh, enterprise level applications. Uh, but there, there is a whole huge world of devices that are typically not in the hands of, of a single person. They are called company-owned single-use devices. Uh, these are the COSU, uh, company-owned single-use. Uh, they can be um, in uh, kiosks around the world, uh, digital signage on the wall, things that don't have um, someone that is uh, specifically in charge or someone that is specifically using them. Um, and we've seen more and more devices like this uh, come into use um, as I mentioned, things like uh, VR headsets, they're um, roaming around uh, with uh, different projects or different uh, uh, technology a lot, a lot in healthcare, uh, but nobody's actually uh, managing them centrally and they are uh, left alone. Or uh, devices like uh, um, your tab- the tablet or the, or the phone of a, of a typical delivery person that is used for that specific mission. It's locked down for that, um, for, for that specific mission, but there's no, but there's no way uh, to actually uh, manage it because it's outside your network. It's outside uh, uh, the scope of the IT person uh, that can um, help him on, on that day-to-day uh, use case. Um, we came from uh, a little niche called education. We started from, from, from that point where there are uh, uh, millions of students holding devices in their hand. They're a single mission for using them in uh, in a specific uh, form of uh, of um, you know a lockdown device for education and spread out for um, other verticals as well. But this is where we came from, and this is uh, uh, where we encountered this uh, first time. Right, and so you know. I remember, you know, being in middle school and then having, uh, getting a laptop from the school. And I remember that it always fascinated me to understand to what extent are, do they, are they able to even to know anything about what's happening on the device? Not, not, not from a privacy concern, really from a technologically curious concern. And paint me a picture. What, what, how big is this, is this issue or this opportunity today? How many devices around the world do we have, let's say, that are running Android TV or, or, or Windows or whatever operating system it may be? So um, I don't have the exact number of uh, devices for that, that are running uh, Windows, but there, according to researchers, there are going to be about uh, 24 billion 
smart devices around the world. So these 24 billion devices, wow. uh, some of them are in enterprises, some of them are home usage, uh, some of them are for you know um, personal use, uh, but most of them are uh, company-owned. Uh, even uh, the um, vertical that we're focusing today on, and which you mentioned, Android TV, uh, these devices are used for personal entertainment, but they are owned by the telecom companies. Uh, there are millions and millions of devices, Android TV devices out there uh, that require uh, central management. So there are some tools, uh, historical tools that are used for managing them, uh, but they are not built for Android. They're not able to uh, to utilize the, the power of that uh, computing device. So they, they, these tools were built for managing your home router. These are not smart uh, devices, they are dumb devices. They are very static. They're not, they're not intended to, uh, to be changed too much. There are some patches here and there, uh, and some, require, some, some assistance is required. But today, when uh, telcos introduce Android TV and the, the device that they deliver to, uh, to your home is a very powerful computing device, which would, that has a lot of capabilities. You can install your own application, sideload application, and whoever is in charge is still the telecom company. So you are actually um, opening that uh, world and, and bringing it into your house without anyone taking care of it. And this is what we're, uh, we're bringing along. Uh, the ability for the technical support uh, personnel to understand what's happening on your device when you allow them. You said, person, uh, you, you said uh, privacy. Privacy is a uh, top concern. But, uh, of course, after we pass that, uh, we still need to be able to assist in real time. We still need to be able to uh, get some analytics and understand what's happening on these million devices out there, uh, even if it's completely anonymous, but it's still something that we have um, and, and we need to know what's, uh, what's happening, what's going on. So when we're saying device management, it's not uh, your uh, typical remote installation or, or technical, uh, technical support. It's everything, everything around that specific device. Right, I think one of the most you know amazing things that I'm that I'm thinking of, you know, previously, if, if you had if you were asking me about device management, let's say five six years ago, I would say yes, it's for remote access so that somebody so that I can help my grandmother download Skype and, and teach her how to use it. Uh, but today, you know, with updates needing to be needing to take place, you know, every day, every day there's something else, there's new opportunities, there's new use cases. Let's say you deploy, you know, on 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 a hundred thousand devices, now you want to install an application on them. Uh, which is complementary to another one that you have, right? I mean, I'm, these are the world is, you know, as the as software is eating the world, we're seeing a shift where things need to be updated constantly, and it sounds like this is one of the main use cases, right? Right, correct. Uh, this is one of the main use cases from a couple of different angles. So, if we're ta talking about Android TV, uh, traditionally the way that um, these boxes or these uh, set of boxes were were uh, updated is once in a while there was uh, an ODA over-the-air update, over-the-air firmware update with all the little patches and changes and updates and applications that were uh, that, that the telecom company decided to update. That could have been um, once a year, twice a year, something like that. Um, and that was great when, it was talk when, when we were talking about um, a satellite uh, receiver or, or um, a cable receiver, which is really static. There's no, nothing really to change. Uh, but today, even a, a, a small application that is in breach of uh, um, security or DRM or, uh, or, pri or privacy, that there, there are issues that cannot wait for that once a year or twice a year update. 
these have to be pushed out actively and you have to know that things like that happen. And if you don't know that, if you're completely blind into what happens uh, on, uh, on, on your customer's devices, sometimes it's a bit too late uh, to, to, re to react or it's going to take too much time to respond to a catastrophe. So, um, of course, we're not always talking about catastrophes, but we're talking about day-to-day -day updates and uh, applications that uh, can be very useful for, for a typical customer is um, a real big issue for a telecom company. Take Cody, for example. It's a legit application, right? You can use it. Um, you can play movies that you have the rights to play them. You can uh, watch shows or, or, or streams that are... But what happens if someone is using it for uh, stream, streaming uh, piracy? Is the telecom company uh, in charge of that? Are they, um, are they going to take the hit for that? So they have to know that something like that is happening. Even if it's completely anonymous, they have to put some rules around that. And we have the tools to allow them uh, to respond, uh, to respond, or even to prevent things like that in in the first place. So again, this is not a typical use case for um, re remote management, but that's it. That's part of the part of the capabilities. Right, and it sounds to me like the part of the game here is being able to provide a solution for for all these edge cases that you know you need to you you need to do something. You don't need necessarily know what. For now. I got, I got a message that I might, that all the Kia Sportages in California need to be recalled and I need to figure out how to send the car to the mechanic to fix something in the software, right? And it, it, it was, it's pretty crazy. And I'm thinking, you know, obviously it would be much, much better if they can, and for them especially, if they can just send a software update to the 100,000 cars that they sold in the region without having to now coordinate with these mechanics, which are, you know, in our analogy, they're more about the software people. Right. Uh, I think the, the bottom line for telecom companies is to uh, reduce customer churn so they, they won't, you know, they won't leave them to someone else. Uh, and also to reduce the truck rolls. Uh, you can't dispatch a technician every time someone doesn't really know how to do that. So we have that right. uh, remote set of uh, tools. Uh, but the main, the main uh, um, customer for us or the main partner for us is the device manufacturer. They are the ones that... Um, we work closely with we uh, um, no matter what's vertical no matter where it is even uh, uh, the big screen that I have behind me on the wall this is a uh, uh, a smart touch enabled uh, device it's like a huge tablet on the wall uh, we work with these manufacturers to include our device management as part of the firmware as part of the um, device when it rolls out of the of the factory this is the point of time where uh, it's best to engage with uh, remote management because it's persistent it's part of the firmware it will be there all the time it has the lowest or, or the um, the highest level of, uh, of access to the device itself and it's in the best of interest of both the manufacturers and their customers that it will come directly from the manufacturer so we do a lot of uh, OEM white labeling with uh, the top leading vendors like uh, Foxconn, Sharp, Fujitsu, um, and you know the likes of them. Um, and I think that uh, this is around 80% uh, of our of our business working with these manufacturers to include our solutions um, out of the factory. Uh, so it's really really stealth. It's down there. It's it's in your it's in your device. It it can be completely dormant, but when um, someone needs to use it, they can, uh, they, they can uh, wake it up and use it. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's not 
It's not a security um, element. It's not an antivirus or or a firewall. It's not a. Um, it, it's it's something that is there, and when you need it, you should know that that uh, you as the manufacturer can use it uh, to to update these uh, these millions of devices that you have out there. Very very cool. And so so tell me a little bit about the vision. You're also focusing on Android TV. I, I'd love to hear a little bit about that. Yeah. So um, we. As a platform, we are able to manage, as I said, almost every type of device. Any any type of uh, operating system can be iOS, Windows, Chrome, Linux. Um, but as a company, we have to focus. We need to find the right niche, the right the right place for us to uh, to make the the biggest impact. Uh, the you know a, a no brainer thing that uh, we need that kind of a solution, and it has to be big enough. So um, we uh, uh, we found that the Android TV market is uh, one of the fastest growing uh, device-driven platforms uh, around the world. Of course, you can you, you can install uh, Netflix on your phone, but uh, uh, the telco the telecom companies will uh, prefer to send you a, a small set of box, and that is today um, mostly Android-driven Android TVs in, in specific. Um, and we found that uh, uh, the the tools that they're using today are completely off. They're they're not the right ones. They're not the uh, the solutions that they actually need uh, because they came from a completely different scope. As I mentioned, about uh, managing uh, using legacy protocols to manage uh, um, a home router will not do and will not be uh, sufficient to manage Android TV. So we're uh, partnering up with uh, Android TV manufacturers, we're working with Google, uh, and we're also um, uh, working with the, with the telecom companies uh, in order to deliver that kind of uh, of uh, support and that kind of uh, um, capability or or set of tools for for this huge and rapidly grow, growing uh, vertical. And uh, so far, we're uh, we're getting. A, a, you know, unbelievable traction. We uh, just launched this officially at the beginning of uh, 2021, um, and we're now working with almost 70% of the uh, of the, the global manufacturers wow. for uh, the, the set of box manufacturers. That is so cool. Um, either um, with, with business partnerships and or even uh, they recommend our solution to their uh, customers, mainly telcos. So this is what we're focusing right now, and this is where we're growing. This is where we're uh, but as a platform, it's it's you know it's a platform. It can grow um, next you know next stage can be uh, um, something else. But right now, this is the main focus for the company. Very cool. You see, 500 episodes. I think I must have had at least 100 guests that are building products that that would need that could leverage this. And and I just love the fact that I'm getting exposed to to the, all these types of verticals and domains and problems that I did I I haven't stopped to think about this problem in the last few years. And and obviously it makes perfect sense. And and it's just you know the market is exploding and it's going to become bigger and bigger and more and more complicated. And and solutions that previously companies were able to mitigate through sending technicians at, at the scale that the world operates today, it just doesn't work like that. And and it's it's not going to work for them. Yeah. I, I, Without going too much into uh, in, into the technicalities, uh, there are enterprise solutions, uh, lots of them. Anyone anyone that uh, is uh, a part of a big enterprise know that there's someone managing their device. But this is not the right tool for uh, for solutions like uh, Android TV or single-purpose devices in other scopes and other spheres. Uh, 
a lot, a lot to do with the protocols, a lot to do with uh, the ecosystem around enterprise devices, which are completely different when it, when it's coming to uh, vanilla Android or Android TV or things that are not uh, uh, purposeful for enterprises. Um, Google EMM is not present there. So I have a few fun questions, quick fun questions about you, Michael, and I wanted to talk about you as an artist and Clay and what you're doing there and the philosophy behind it. We're going to have to leave that to another episode. The, other, the rest was just too interesting. Uh, but I have a few questions about you, and I'm going to take you back to your childhood. Uh, what fascinated you as a kid? What was your either favorite subject in school, a passion hobby? So school wasn't really a big thing for me, but uh, the, what uh, always fascinated me was uh, computers. I... I uh, started uh, at a very, very uh, a small age, um, and I think I grew into this company uh, from, you know, after my bar mitzvah, something like that. This is really a, a, a long time. I'm, I'm, I'm a veteran in this, uh, in this specific company. Of course, we changed and shifted, and, and, uh, and you know, we did a lot of changes around, um, and, but uh, I, I grew into this company. Uh, Amazing. Very, very cool. A, a role model, somebody that inspires you along the way. So um, it changed. Uh, it used to be uh, Bill Gates. You know, this is uh, uh, a person that um, anyone that, well, you, you could have either loved him or hated him. Uh, at some point, I really uh, admired what he did. Uh, I think that uh, it, it kind of changed <laughs> around the, uh, uh, the past uh, the past couple of years, but uh, um, in terms of building a company, building a product, uh, taking something that uh, was already there but making it much bigger, or, or uh, this is something that I admired. Very very cool. And three words that you would use to describe yourself. Um, very caring. Um, this is, I think, uh, one of the. Uh, one of the top things that I can say about myself that I, I care about uh, things that are happening around me uh, in terms of people, uh, the, the the company, our customers. I think that uh, uh, that that really describes me. Uh, I think that I am uh, a creative thinker. I have a, a lot, I, I think a little bit differently than uh, uh, what uh, people around me uh, or the different from people around me. And this is why it's great to have such a talent, a talented group of people around me that will always uh, bring me back into, uh, in, into focus. Um, well, I, I don't know what will be the third one, but I think that uh, this is, that, that this kind of covers a lot of, uh, a lot of brand. I'll take it. Michael, thank you very, very much. Best of luck with Technologies. Uh, and I look forward to keep on following and being a fan. And thank you for your time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care.